today's guest is Kristen Collins. She's the one that really resonates with me because we've been on a similar journey, uh, different, completely different, but similar findings of, wow, I thought that was happiness and no, it was not. <laughs> and actually I'm going to have to rewire a whole bunch of patterns in my whole life to get to what is true health and true freedom and true happiness. And so she's sharing that story. Um, she is a keynote speaker. She has a podcast, um, and she speaks out on living the life of what is supposed to bring happiness and then what led her to actually heal her body and get her mind, body, soul, all integrated into a place of true freedom and happiness. And she's just such a beautiful soul. I know you guys are going to connect. I think you will connect to her. I definitely did. She's just so delightful. Um, her website is Kristen Collins and it's C H R I S T I N Collins with two L's Kristen Collins.com. You can also find her at Kristen Collins live on Instagram. Um, and if you want to find out more of, you know, if you listen to this and you want to find out more, make, just check out her website. Everything is there. Um, she has her coaching and workshops, keynote speaking books. Um, her book is called her Phoenix rising. So there's a link to that. It's all, it's on Amazon. You can find it there as well. And all sorts of articles, um, videos and more, if you want more from Kristen. So let's go ahead and get in. Here's Kristen Collins. Okay. So Kristen, I, we were just saying, I'm very excited because we are very aligned. This is going to be an awesome conversation because we've both been doing so much deep thinking about like what does it really take to be happy? You know, like that's what we're doing professionally. We're doing our own work with that. And I noticed that, um, you've been called an interconnected well-being advocate. I was like, yes, let's go. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I kind of like just calling myself that as my company title, just so people ask that question, like what? But I didn't want to call myself the CEO or founder or all the, all the normal things. Mm -hmm. It really is what, what am I trying to do? What is my role within my own company? And interconnected, everything is interconnected. And it's all based on if we can heal and get to root cause wellness, right? Then mm -hmm. I feel we can not only interconnect individually, but then as a society. So interconnected mm. well-being advocate is what came up when I decided I wanted to give myself a title. <laughs> yeah. And it hits on, and I know you've thought this, it hits on being interconnected with nature and understanding that and where we fit in all of it. So huge. Okay. So can you share a little bit of your background sure. of how you got to this place? Yeah. Wow. I love it. And I love how you started with, you know, we're all trying to figure out how to, to how to be happy. So mm -hmm. how I got into this place was I was on top of my, my life, my game, my professional, my personal, my family uh, life. And I was realizing as an executive in healthcare, uh, I was the executive overseeing health and wellness for a $2 billion healthcare system. Amazing husband, my two stepkids well on their way, everything, you know, plenty of money, mm -hmm. beautiful house, the whole thing. I had the whole mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I'm like, why what am I, what am I chasing after? Wow. When do I exhale? When, what, when is enough enough? Wow. And that coupled with the fact that I found out that even though I was very healthy, I had chronic over a hundred percent inflammation. Wow. So then I started asking questions on why is that I eat great. I'm a triathlete. You know, I have this great uh -huh. life. Why am I really inflamed? those things open the door for exploration of truly what is this all about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what'd you find? <laughs> I found that 
there's a lot of doors on the journey that open up. This is not a destination that this uh-huh. is, a, you know, I'm a continual learner. But what I did find was that uh, the happiness, the health, the satiation, the wholeness that I was trying to achieve professionally or materially or experientially was never, ever, ever going to fulfill. Yeah. And it really was the pause and being present and connecting within that was where I was going to find my exhale. That's what I found. What do you think are, you know, some of the most common root causes? I think about this issue all the time too. It's just this constant striving, be more, do more, prove that I matter, that I'm valuable, this outside external, like see world, I matter, right? I'm important, right? What do you think? Where do you think that starts in people? Common causes. So how long is this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) There's a beautiful question. I love that you asked it. And there's a lot of things, but to highlight very simply, uh, cultural norms and the expectation Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. placed on us that Mm -hmm. the othering of, if only I had that or looked like that or experienced that, then I would fit in or that would make me happy. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of external pressures. That was kind of the first layer because I had all those things and I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, wait, no. Yeah. Marketing market. Like think of advertising, think of uh, in and of itself, the whole purpose of marketing and advertising is to make you want something that you don't have. And we've all been pummeled from as early as we can remember, even watching my little cartoons. It was like, I want that Play-Doh set. I want that Barbie. I want that car, you know? And so, yeah, we're for people's financial gain, constantly being told that we should want something that we don't currently have. So yeah, just that's a huge part of society influence. Then just basic social structures, you know, I think you're kind of hitting on of like, it's passed down through the generations of you should be like this. This makes people like you. This makes men like you that guys, this makes women like you, you know, it's just so much conditioning from society on outside of me. What's that? It, it, this will make you happy. Yeah. Right. Not right. even yet. Yes, 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 yes. And yes to everything you just said, but then irrespective of how other people were perceiving me, if I only had that car, you mm-hmm. know, I love thinking about that, right? How do we obsess about getting a car? I look at my car that I can't even believe I get to drive. And now it is dirty. Mm-hmm. It has some dents in it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, and I'm like, it no longer gives me that dopamine hit. So that's, that's a really great foundational one. You also shared about cartoons when we were young. And I think about, and I remember raising my stepchildren and looking at my daughter and going, yeah, that really hot guy who just, you know, came into your life to rescue you. That ain't it. Right. That ain't it. So we're even getting that where it's the othering yeah. that make you happy. Um, and then at, also speaking of being in our youth, you know, there are things in our in our formative subconscious creation that happen um, in our early stages mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they get embedded in our thinking and our identity, right. and we are not even aware of the patterns that right. we set up. Because they feel so normal to us. We don't even know what's happening. And, um, you know, Bruce Lipton, we kind of connected about him. Like he's the subconscious mind guy. Right. And it's true. It's like, what causes me to prioritize? Like if I'm driving around and a boom, this thing comes in and I just do it automatically. It's like, oh yeah, that matters. It's like that. Those are all, that's the subconscious. Like you're not like mechanically, like, I think that I value getting gas now rather than, it's just like, you know what I mean? You have these subconscious knee jerk 
knee-jerk reactions. And I think a lot of them come from parenting. I'm sure you've gone down that rabbit hole, but I like for, I just posted about it. Actually, I'm seeing so much in the mindsets of my clients, this like constant striving was because they had this conditional love environment with their parents, where it was like, when you're like this, you get more love, affection, we see you. And when you're like that, you get abandoned. Right. And so those patterns are like deep core. Like I will be unlovable and disliked and abandoned if I don't go outside of myself to be like how someone else wants me to be. So it's like, we just got slammed all over the place, but from society, when our subconscious mind was being formed into these, like, be like this, be like this. And this disconnection, there's no, there's like you said that it's just go inside, go inside. Okay. So as you went inside, you know, and you were looking for this exhale, Tell us about that part of your journey. What are some things that you learned about that um, process of like letting go of the external proving, striving, validation? You know, you don't feel like you're doing that. You feel like you're just doing life well, you know? So what'd you learn as you went inside? I think the definition of doing life well, you know, I think clients that are attracted to you and folks who are attracted to me are doing well. Yeah. Right. And, right. and yet all of a sudden now the, the foundation is being chipped away, whether they're realizing it or not. And I think when they get to us, they're starting to be like, wait. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, that wasn't uh, it. <laughs> right. So I think how I want to answer your beautiful question is the fact that it was really, really challenging for me to get to the point to be present and look within. And mm. I still struggle with that daily in my daily practice of meditation mm-hmm. where mm-hmm my monkey mind is so Mm -hmm. strong and being compassionate to myself that, you know, getting into this present moment is, is really challenging. That was, that was what I found. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's sit on this. Let's talk meditation. Cause this is meditation is also part of my coaching. I'm like, no, we're going to meditate. Where am I going? Cause you can't, if you don't ever go inside, that's the database. It's, this is where it all is all the information, but it's like, doesn't feel like information. It's just awareness. Right. But I don't know about you, but I find it very common. I have so, so many clients it's just like, and all I ask is 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes. And they're like, I can't, I, I hear all the time. I can't meditate. I can't. And I, and I very frank with people. I'm like, listen, you have an untrained mind. You're that's, that's what it is. And so do I, and I relate to you too. I'm really in a deep personal process right now of like being aware in that awareness space where everything's just kind of coming past you. You know, you're just the observer of everything. I've been like really deep in that right now. And I still find myself like, Oh, there you go. Thinking about that. But with compassion, it's just like, Oh, noted. Okay. Got lost on that one. And okay. Well, how'd you get on your phone? Okay. That's okay. You got lost on that one again, but it's just, I'm noticing the, how much I get pulled out of that presence. And so, you know, for, for me, part of it is like just being, it's like being real with myself that yes, there's some untrained consciousness here, but compassionate also, because if we try to force it, that's not consciousness. Like, Oh wow. I'm not thinking about anything. So I'm doing good now. <laughs> You're yeah, and just it's awareness. Not about, to me, it's not about not thinking about anything. I, I kind of, and yeah. I people have different opinions, I, you know, like a, a clear mind. For me, it's becoming aware of what I'm awareness. thinking about. Yes. And then I thought that's so interesting. That's what I just thought about. And then exhaling it out. And what I found, which piggybacks on the um, our earlier comments, is 
between societal pressures to take your attention so that you yeah. consume. Yes. Okay, we are bombarded. Yes. Like we are against all odds here. Coupled with, I didn't want to be present right. because I would rather ruminate about a past or, uh-huh. or be psychotic about a future. That yeah. is kind of funny because, you know, how much of that do you control? And mm-hmm. the reason I didn't want to be present was because when I was present, all of a sudden something might bubble up that would make yeah. me uncomfortable. Yeah. And I couldn't handle it. So my journey, and I wrote about the aha moments in an autobiography called Her Phoenix Rising about two years ago as I was trying to just heal and release some of this awareness that was occurring. And now I'm in the process of writing a follow-on, which is a pathway or a framework on how do we get there? And yeah. so what we're talking about right now is getting present through breath. Yes. And that's the first step. Yes. And whether your breath is three deep breaths at the stoplight with kids screaming in the back that's of the car. Right. And it's training yourself to be able to take the pause mm-hmm. to notice, mm-hmm. to notice, to be like, wow, mm-hmm. that's so interesting. That guy just cut me off and I want to go kill him. Right. I have no idea what's going on in his world right now. And I'm safe and it's okay. And just train you like the word you said, training, right? We're training our minds to be able to be observers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's meditation. You know, I I try to tell my clients all the time. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, it's not like, don't think, don't think, don't think like, it's just sometimes, and I only meditate like as a, like a, I'm actually sitting down and meditating, you know, meditation is more than that. You can meditate all the time. Like you could be in meditation as you listen to me, right? You're just the observer, you know? And so, um, but it's like, sometimes in that 10 minutes, I'll be like, wow, for eight minutes, I sat there and thought about that client and what I'm going to send her and what she needs and all. I'm like, and it's just this like noted. Oh, I noted. I was, really thinking about that for a while. And here, here I am again. And it's just that loving, like pulling back into that space and just noticing there's, it's not bad or wrong to be in the mind, but coming into a space where you're noticing it. And I love the driver analogy you gave, because I got like this old man got really, really mad at me the other day, because I was like a little left in the middle of an intersection to turn left. And he was super, he had plenty of room. He was super angry, honking, holding up his hand at me. Like, what is wrong with you? And it was interesting to be the observer in that moment, you know, because I was like, you know, granted, like, fair enough. I am a little far left in the intersection, you know, um, also notice that he has plenty of room and also like felt filled with compassion on him that he's, um, so easily pulled into that reactive anger, you know, and that was it. It's gorgeous. And I, I think I hit an apex because mm. I had certain ways of thinking and being, especially in healthcare, where I was so passionate about prevention and root cause healing. Yeah. And I worked in a, rep- in a reparative traditional healthcare system. So you can imagine my frustration every minute at work where I'm like, hi, I, I feel like we're doing it wrong. Like, why are we waiting for people to get sick? And then we operate wow. or medicate them. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I made headway. And then we had a leadership change and then it was no longer. Wow. So my point of sharing Mm -hmm. that was I got really, really um, high vibing in my anger that I couldn't change other people's minds. And what I And now, so get, again, getting back, back to the curiosity and the pause and, and these things I chose 
in the beginning of COVID, I, there was a buyout offered and I, by the grace of God, my husband agreed and I, I left and he's like, what are you going to go do? And I'm like, I have no idea. I just cannot do this anymore. So talk about a vulnerable point in life, right? And Huge, I just courage, courageous, oh, a courage, super courageous and, and so connected to self of like letting that go. That it's a, it's an ego death. I mean, you, you sign, you're like, okay, I'm feeling that pool and I'm going to let it fall. And that takes courage. Yeah. I thank you. I can now reflect on that and realize that, but I promise you, I was at my wits end. Yeah. I probably would have stroked out or something. So I don't know if it was courage as much as like, I I feel like, okay. The chapter was closing. Now (laughs) I will, I will accept, I will receive that with gratitude, Mm. but that Mm. I look back at that and I I look at how hard I worked to change everybody else's mind. And there was one Mm. time on a podcast I heard a a guru actually Mm -hmm. speak about how he was at a table, a board table, and he's spewing his brilliance (laughs) among said board. And they were just not interested in what he had to say. And he said, I I'm like, why am I working so hard to be at this table? Yeah. I'm just going to go sit at my own table. Yes. Well, my beautiful friend, I removed myself from this table Mm -hmm. and I went and quietly and I quietly yeah. From the table. And then yeah. I went and I sat at my own table in deep introspection and I connected mm-hmm. with who I am and why I am and how it does look different as it's supposed to from other people. And mm-hmm. as I sat and grew more clear and comfortable and joyful in my own uniqueness, mm-hmm. guess what started happening? People started gravitating towards my table and asking Mm. me questions and wanting to plug in. And it was not overnight Mm. that that happened. So I share that because I got quiet and I got curious and now I can live my life, not perfectly, but I can live my life when things aren't going my way or people are doing it very different than I think they should. I can go, huh, that's super interesting. I'm not in control of the old guy who's screaming at me because I'm a little bit older. He, He's on his own journey. I'm on my own right. and it's giving me the opportunity to decide who I am. Mm, mm, I love that. Such a beautiful lesson. Thank you for sharing that. I, um, I noticed, you know, in my, I feel like we tend to get tripped up on energies that are lower frequency where we have unhealed wounds. Okay. And so for one of mine was, you know, with religion, I had an unhealed wound with religion. I knew it because every time I would hear stuff from that, I would get like super triggered. I'm like, those MFers are like manipulating and lying and the, you know, and I would get all kind of like mad. Right. And I was actually um, personally doing a plant plant medicine ceremony with a friend, with a shaman. And I know the shaman really well. And she's such a beautiful, beautiful soul. And we were just talking afterwards And, uh, I'll never, I have to just add this to what you were saying, because it just reminds me of it so much, but the way she said it was, she's just this little sweet, precious, you know, beautiful, powerful soul. Right. And she goes, I was talking about that, how I, you know, I've noticed I'm get tripped up on this one sometimes. And she goes, Oh, Oh, she's like, when I, you know, if you guys aren't watching on YouTube, I'm sorry, you're not going to see my hand gesture, but I, she was like, when I, when I just come across an energy that doesn't mix with mine, I just go whoop. And what I'm just gesturing is like, like just driving around it. Like, it's just like, Oh, and whoop, <laughs> just like, let it go. Let it be that energy, you know, just let it be. And the deeper I've gotten into this presence you're talking about, like, I've just realized, you know, actually, I feel like I've had a pretty tremendous healing recently on that religion one, because I'm recognizing that we are all just source experiencing 
infinite possibilities. And that's just one of the possibilities that can be experienced. And that's it. It's like, why would you be mad about me as source? That's how I feel. It's just experiencing another possibility. Why would you be mad about that? Well, and then (laughs) if you put your energy into being angry, where you put your energy, right? That's what you expect. Yeah, it's just a choice. (laughs) So if you're going to waste energy focusing on what you don't align with, guess what? Yeah. That brings you stuckness. And I love And that was, that was my aha. And then how we eat. Right. And I used to think, well, I'm about to take you and I'm going to rent billboards out and I'm going to call every person I know, and I'm going to get a megaphone and I'm going to let everyone know that I'm about to take you and that you're insane or an idiot or a jerk. Right. And my growth now is I wouldn't have to waste any of that energy yeah. and honor them. Not even the word compassion right. or empathy, like sure, but like yeah, I am not honor. Mad at them. Right. 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 I like, like honor. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Honor. Yeah. Rock it out your way, mm. not my way. And I have right. to share this with you because I know that you probably are in similar situations. I love accepting a panel discussion, mm-hmm. right? And there's all these different thinkers and mm-hmm. This happened last month where somebody asked four times on Slido, I hate my boss. I hate my boss. What do I do? And the other panelists are such strong, such strong women. And they Mm -hmm. were like, you get in his face, you call HR, you know, all the things. Right. And I'm, and I'm (laughs) listening and I'm listening and I'm like, Oh, do not take the microphone. Do not be honest. These people are are not going to like your answer. Well, the oh, moderator wow. finally looks and she goes, Kristen, you haven't said anything. How how would you advise handling the situation? And I said, I go, I'm very uncomfortable answering this because I don't think you guys are going to like what I have to say. But in all honesty, you're welcome. And you could hear like a grat, a gla- like what? A, a gasp. And I go, you're being gifted the opportunity to know who you are right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not about you, you know, renting out billboards to scream what an idiot this is. It's yeah. about you. You're not in control. What is that, that unhealed wound yes. that's being triggered in you? Right, right. And sit in the discomfort. Yes. Don't do anything right. and contemplate who mm-hmm. do you want to be in this moment? How do you want to feel in this moment? Right. And it was, I'll tell you right now everybody went bananas over that answer. Right. So there's a couple of things with that. A is, is literally the guidance, but more importantly, it was that I sat in my own truth, yeah. even though I was in yes. alignment with the other panelists yes. and I shared it very lovingly and quietly and succinctly. Right. 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 But the reason I'm bringing that into our shared space is to have the courage to be who you are yes. and not fit in and not be yeah. triggered by, you know, right. to actually do that release and healing. Mm. Wise words. I see that you've been, I see that you've been spending time in that space, you know, and you can only, you can only share things like that from a place of knowing, you know, it definitely goes against the grain of most programming, you know, and it, the reason it resonated is because it's so high frequency. They know that they know that you just help them remember that, you know, and when we remember, when we do our own work, that's it. Like I I've recently befriended another healer, um, who does healing through music. And he was telling me like, he said his main goal for what he's creating, you know, I was talking about how I'm doing retreats. He's like, well, my main goal is to tap in and do my own work. (laughs) That was his number one. I was like, freaking love you. Yes. 
Yes, that's oh, it. We could spend a week <laughs> about that. And especially people who are trying to be helpful, right? right. And, and I'm like, stop. Yeah. If you a thousand percent embody, mm-hmm. and, and if we all worked on ourselves and showed up from a place of wholeness, yeah, right, and accepted that every single experience around us is going to have a different truth. It's going to look and feel different for everyone. And Mm -hmm. we just showed up comfortable in our own skin. I think we would have healed the world if we did that. So I'm not responsible for healing. You're not responsible for healing me. Mm -hmm. And then from that embodiment, we can vibrate out that love that we really all trust. My favorite quote is from Leo Tolstoy because he observed this, what you just said. He it's everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. And so he observed that, you know, and I know you see this, I see this too. It's like, sometimes I'll hear people say like, I don't really know what I want to, what exactly I want to do. I just want to inspire people. (laughs) And I hear ego, I hear wounds when I hear that it's like, okay, so you just want to be seen as inspiring. It's all coming from outside and just let that go. Let that go completely. Cause I don't know about you, but I don't. I'm not, I don't resonate with, I want to inspire people. It's very weird energy for me. It's like, I just want to tap in and do what feels connected to my soul to source my heart for like, follow this, like Uber presence of what's coming through and that's it. And I don't care, you know, like, and letting go of the energy of helping that was real, a big one for me. Amen. That was a big one for me. I was I all go, ego identified with that. Right. Shit. <laughs> and I want to go a level deeper on that one because mm. this was a big awakening for me too. And I agree. Uh, I giggle. Uh, I want to be of service and I'm like, awesome. Serve yourself. Yeah. Be that. Right. Just see what happens. It. Yes. Mm. But what I learned and I shared this in a, in a, with a coaching client recently, and it really blew her mind. So I'm hoping that it's helpful because it certainly was helpful to me. I knew that I didn't do what I did outside um, so that you would like me. Right. I, I really didn't care if you right. liked me. Guess what? I w- did what I did to the point of exhaustion, right? So that I would like me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel worthy of right. my own love if I just sat on the couch and took a nap or mm-hmm. I wasn't on 17 boards or I wasn't raising all the, like whatever the things were. Yeah. And it made me very sad when I realized, cause I'm like, I don't care what people think of me. Right. I'm cool with that. Then what is it? And then I thought, Oh my God, right. I only like myself if I go to bed and I'm like, Holy crap, I'm exhausted. And now I can't sleep. Cause I'm thinking about all the things I have to wow. do. Right. It was how I earned my own self-love. Right. Yeah. I, I, uh, so this was something I did for myself and have used it with some clients and I found it to be, so like what I did, mine was helping. I noticed that I kept saying this, this was probably like a year or so ago, not that long ago. And I was like, just in that awareness observer space, I was like, I know I keep saying stuff like, I just want to help people or even as bad as my purpose is. I know. I know you're cringing. It makes my skin crawl now. <laughs> my purpose We're so is so cute. Aren't we cute? My we purpose so is helping people, you know, and all this stuff. And like, and so I did a, I like to do really challenging journaling prompts on myself. You know what I mean? Like mess with myself a little bit. Like, what is this? And so uh, I was journaling, like, who would you be without helping? And it hits this like 
kind of earning it like value. I like myself, like I judge myself as a good enough, valuable enough person that matters in the world if I'm helping people. Right. And so I was like, oh, this is, ooh, this is a root. This is a tree. These are like all the roots we're getting to right now, you know? And so I just kept going deeper and deeper. And I like got into visualization of who would I be without helping? And I like saw myself and I saw myself by this waterfall in the forest, just like enjoying. And I saw myself on a beach, just running free. And I saw myself at a restaurant just being served and I can't help anybody. And I just felt that, you know, and I just felt the innate worth of my soul. I I, I was like, who are you? How would you describe yourself? And I was like, uh, uh, wise, intuitive, uh, playful, happy, curious. And then I wrote free. I wrote the word free. And I was like, Oh my God, that's huge. And so I've started doing that. I'm like with the ego identifications that are like good, you know, like I'm a, I'm this kind of person and I'm that, and that's why I matter in the world, you know? (laughs) And so I do, who would you be without that? And it's, it's deep, you know, and that's what I'm hearing from you that it's so cool to hear that you've been doing this work and sharing it with people. Um, I want to get in your book a little bit more. So like, tell us about like her Phoenix rising and you've got this like practical step thing coming next, which is like, cool. It kind of reminds me of Dr. Shafali with the conscious parent. And now she has her parenting map, but that's more of like the practical, it's like concept application is cool. So tell us about her Phoenix rising. Yeah. And neither were intentional. Um, I, when I took the severance and had about a six month transition period and it was the beginning of COVID, uh-huh. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot to do. And I didn't know what my next steps would be. I really sat in my yoga pants, uh, in my guest room and had, had a makeshift desk. And I just started downloading whatever yeah. like sparked within me as an aha lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have mm-hmm. in there a story about when I realized through a very embarrassing scenario that I wasn't in charge of everybody. Yeah. That was a moment, you know, just like these right. aha moments or the right. this person crossed with me, whether they were a stranger or a dear lifelong friend. And I had an aha. Mm-hmm. I, there's a chapter in there about the day I finally understood that for every truth, for every human breathing, they're going to have a different lens and experience and a different identity to truth. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I, I know, I know the truth. And if they're seeing it different and that was mind blowing. So her Phoenix, right. Rise, it's like our truth, yes. not the truth. No. Our, yeah. And even you and I, who have like so much in alignment, we're going to see the same exact moment slightly. Of course. Or and sometimes grossly that was, which is strange. incredibly valuable. We would be <laughs> just robots, you know, like that's incredibly valuable. As Dave Matthews sings about all little ants marching, right? Yeah. Vibrant tapestry. And when you turn it around, you see all of our uniqueness woven together. Freeing. Yes. And I, I, I'm going to interject this real quick because I feel like it's valuable. I, I get taught like vi- visually a lot. Like I'll see these kind of like, it's like a little teaching moment comes through and I'm like, Oh, that's funny. That's cool. I don't know. It's like how my guides or source or just how my brain works. So with coaching, right. Coaching. Cause I don't know about you, but I've noticed that people 
come to me and they're expecting this like top down, like I'm this mean teacher with my finger pointed out and they're this little kid at a desk and I'm like, this is how you're supposed to do it. And then they're like afraid to tell me if they didn't do their homework, which would be like their training. And I'm like, no, that's no, that's not what we're doing here. Like then I'm we're mutual respect. We're sharing. I'm sharing my viewpoints. I'm also listening to your viewpoints. This is, this is a round table. That's how I see it. Right. But what I got taught in this moment was I was seeing, I like Moab, Utah. I live in Utah and Moab is this red rock. Amazing. I love going down there. And I saw myself like kind of high on a ledge and like one of my friends that was going to have to like scale up a little bit. And so I had my vantage point and I'm like, yeah, yeah, just take, there's a, there's a lip right there. Take that. You know what I mean? Just sharing like that. And then they were sharing their viewpoint of like, no, that's not there anymore. It fell off. And I'm like, oh, Okay. And so like working together and sharing viewpoints, that's how I see coaching, interacting with other, it's valuable. I didn't know that. Thanks for sharing. Oh, interesting. It doesn't mean that now that like one of our truths has to be adopted. We're just sharing from different vantage points, what we're seeing. And if we can just listen to that, it's, there's so much peace. So anyway, sorry. No, that it's, reminded me of that. Beautiful alignment and a great <sighs> visualization I just had of picturing the climb. And before I was like, no, 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 listen, my way, come this way. And right. that was how I experienced life for a long time. Now right. I'm open to listening to your way. Sometimes I assimilate. Sometimes I'm like, wow, right. that just reinforces that I actually really like my way. And I'm not at all yeah. worried about convincing you to see it my way, which before- right. I was like, no, 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 you have to. Otherwise I don't like you. And I'm going to tell everyone what a jerk you are. Right. Now I'm like, whatever, rock on. Right. So, right. Because it's like, uh, it's kind of like the body, right? Like, I mean, you have that background. So it's like, you know, keto, like I specialize in keto. It's like telling everyone that keto was going to have the same impact on this. It's just not true. You're starting in it. Well, if you have metabolic disease, you like have high blood sugar and all these issues. Yeah. Like I'm no wonder that was very beneficial. You take some athlete that actually needs a lot of glycogen for their athletic performance. Cause they're doing super high intensity sprints and stuff. It's just like, it's disrespectful to think that our way is the right. It's just like, listen, <laughs> and I recognize that people are coming. They have different needs. They have different wants. They have different modes of operation, you know? So yeah. Okay. And our bodies are so resilient. And you used a word a few minutes ago that I was like, Ooh, I want to talk about that. Um, intuition. Yeah. I, I lived a very intuitive life and I knew, you know, I knew, and sometimes I was, you know, it would just be like, wow, I can't believe I went in that direction. Uh, right, but I, right. I knew. So you, if you listen to your body and your body, you know, yes. you're open to that, it's going to guide you or yes. even sleep, never mind consumption. Like there are days where I'm like, I can't, and I'm going to shut it down yes. and I'm going to listen to my body. But, um, I, I had an experience when I was in healthcare where I made a very big decision in my department and my boss says to me, wow, that's super interesting that you went that way. How did, how did, why did you choose that? How did you know? So I thought about it and it took about 30 seconds. And then I heard myself say, my gut told me to. And that was the day I realized that my gut told me to is not how you make decisions in a $2 billion healthcare system. And he was grace and the decision was a great one, but I immediately knew if you're going to be sitting at the executive level of this company, mm. you better have data 
You better be measuring. Yeah. So I flexed and I started doing all that. So I spent over five years altering and disconnecting wow. from my intuition to try to fit it into mainstream modern medicine. And right. there are times where data and ROI and all the things are vital. And I'm not disrespecting yeah. that. Right. I had really successfully disconnected from my inner knowing. I am in the process right now of reconnecting to my intuition, to listen to my body, to listen to when I know that's probably not the direction I want to go. Mm-hmm. It's probably not the street I want to walk down. Yeah, whatever it is. So I I love I love the word intuition. But so what happened was I ended up downloading these, I think it's about 29 stories and they're sassy. Mm-hmm. You know, but they were really just my own healing and my own share. And the, the yeah. woman I ended up working with as an editor, as my editor, her name's Julie. She kept pushing me. She's like, you're writing this book for one person and that's yourself. It's wow. not about trying to teach somebody else. Right. Mm. And I didn't even necessarily know that it was a book. Well, mm. it became a book. I hit send It's all of a sudden on Amazon. And I was like, what the, what the heck did I just do? I just very vulnerably shared you know, some embarrassing and some joyful things, but it was my stepdaughter and and the book opens with this. It was my stepdaughter one day who, um, at the end of a very long day, that was pretty hard. She said, you know, you really should contemplate writing a a book and sharing your journey because from the outside, your life looks pretty damn easy and you look like you've got it all. And, you know, and you do have it all, but you've, you've been through a lot. And Mm -hmm. I think if you shared that, it would help other people know that they too can overcome adversity, trauma, you know, whatever the case may be. It was five years later that I sat down to write that book. Uh, Then the, the follow-up thing, cause I mean, the fact that the first one came out kind of blows my mind. That was, that was kind of a, you know, an interesting offering to the world. Yeah or my own healing. But then what would happen is people would read it and then they would be stirred, not because of a specific story that was an, a literal takeaway, but they would start thinking about their own life and they yes. would connect with something. And they're like, you know, that reminds me. Yeah, right? right. So first of all, when people would reach out to be like, wow, your book really moved me and I want to work on this. I'm just, there's not enough time in the day, right? to sit one-on-one right. with people and, and have intimate conversations. I do that a little bit with a few people, but right. it's a lot to take. And, yeah. and I started realizing if I, if I explored how, what, what was the pathway? And it doesn't mean that my pathway is your pathway. Mm. And it doesn't mean this is in totality, but if you have, if there was a framework that you could walk down, right and take away from it what you would like, that would probably help. That would be good. And here we go again. Guess what it's doing as I'm as I'm finalizing that second offering? It's really my own reflection for myself. It's me yeah. reflecting on, yeah, how, how did I get to this current point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd love real quickly to, to mention the eight steps because it may be yeah. something, it's, it's in alignment with what we're talking about. And I don't know if this shows up backwards for you, but nope. the saying be love. She's showing uh, a cup that says be love. If oh, you're thank on you. Audio. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, be love and, and the B and the L are lowercase, right? So this is more of a surrender receiving, mm-hmm. not an in your face, 
exclamation. And the period after each of the words is intentional. So that was, was vibing for me for a couple of years. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, be here now and reconnect to love. That's cool. We all get that. Right. Then I was like, can be love is be love an acronym. And it is. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So very quickly, the B is breathe, Mm. which we've spent time talking about. The E is to experience whatever comes up in that breath. We talked about that. Don't judge it. Get curious about it. The period stands Mm. for pausing with it. Don't jump into action or judgment so you can dissociate from what you're feeling. Feel it. Yes. I know, right? The L stands for let it go. Go ahead and exhale it. And then you probably ruminate on that cycle for a while because things will bubble up. You'll experience it. You'll sit with it. You'll let it go. The O stands for once you can get in that moment, opening your heart, dropping out of our heads and our egos into our heart base. Mm -hmm. The V stands for then cast your vision from your heart to your embodiment. Yeah. Not your ego. Right. And then the E stands for energy, right? This is now a new level of energy, a new way of being. Right. We are energetic beings. We're all interconnected energy. Yep. So it's connecting to that energy from your heart based vision. How do you want to feel? And then mm. the final period is your new presence. Mm. But that's what book two is going to be exploring. That is incredible. You definitely channeled that. <laughs> that is so, so powerful. It's it's just so aligned with, I'm in one of those processes right now. But, and so like a very, like a, and it's, it's so much allowing. It's so much silence. It's just, it's so much like not thinking about it, just like letting it come through and just as it will and not trying to force it or fixate on it. It's just letting it, you and know? How's that and so going? It's, I'm in it. I'm it's in it. Hard, I, isn't it? I, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, there's not a lot I can say about it to my friends. I'm like, I'm going through something right now. And the, probably the best way I could describe it is a death and rebirth cycle, but I'm still in the death part <laughs> and I'm just letting it, I'm just letting it. I'm like, I'm in the little caterpillar in a cocoon right now. And so I've been spending a lot of time in silence, um, letting go of all these desires detaching from desire or like just things that I thought I needed to do or mattered. It's just like, it's kind of gone right now. I'm still doing life, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's just, there's no other way to describe it, but just letting it, you know, and we're we're human beings, not human doings. Yeah. Yeah. It's just (laughs) letting. I know that the folks that you connect with and the, and the folks that I connect with are just they're, they're so strong and they have yeah. their master creators and, and go-getters and we can do anything we want. Right? right. And so that it makes, I feel even harder for us because to let go, but this is, this is helpful. And, and I hope this resonates for whomever it's supposed to resonate for. Yeah. I only have limited capacity to know what the infinite possibilities are through my conscious thinking. So the vast majority of possibilities for any given moment are well beyond my current capacity to be and think. So if I surrender it and open up the possibilities that are infinite, that are beyond what I can imagine, then I'm going to probably attract a very different very high vibing experience by not trying to control what I do. Yes, ma'am. That mic drop. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's so 
insane. I mean, I hope people have experienced what you're talking about, but it always, it's just, it, it's, I, I try not to get attached to it. It was just like, I, once I let go and just stay inside, I have like, like, I let go of desire. I think that that is probably the best way to put it. There's no trying to do or be anything like I've just what letting go of all that. And it's just like magic, magic. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And I, I have I, to tell <laughs> you a really quick story. And I think I'm going to talk to my editor later today. And I think I'm going to add it to this book because this is really just what happened. Oh. So I have a, a client, she hates her job. She hates her boss. Right. So we talked about that. You're welcome. He's giving you the opportunity to know who you are yeah. Sit in it, experience yeah. it. Yeah. You're not, you're not unsafe. Right. right. So experience it. Two days later, she sends me an email with her resume that she scrubbed. And she's like, may I have your feedback? And I'm giggling. So I reply to her. I go, A, I am not a resume expert. B, you, I've never used a resume in my life to get a job. C, we already talked about how you're exactly where you need to be right now. Stop yeah. worrying about him yeah. and sit with yourself and connect to how you want to feel. Yeah. How you want to feel. Okay. Yeah. We do our coaching session 12 days later. She's like, I almost called you, but I didn't. And I'm so glad I didn't. She goes, today I had a second interview with another company. I said, what? It's been 12 days. How do you have a second interview? She said, a friend called me, Yep. referred me to a job that's not posted anywhere. And it's $25,000 more than what I currently make. And I said, and did you have to bring in your resume? She said, nope. Wow. Yesterday she accepted the position. Beautiful. So Beautiful. three yeah. weeks time, she connected with how she wanted to feel. The, the universe brought her a way better opportunity and a way better culture for a lot more money. Yeah. And she didn't have to apply for it or go sell herself. She showed up authentically because she connected with who she is. Yeah. So beautiful. And I know, you know, this, cause I've already heard you say this. Another thing that just came to me on that is like, also in that sitting, you know, after it's not about him, it's about you. Like what I have found very beneficial, especially lately, like in the last month or two is to let be the observer of all the bad feelings that I'm having shame, guilt, anger, um, fear, you know, and just observing it. Like, it's like, Oh, okay. I feel angry or man, I feel shame. I feel guilt about that. I feel bad. I feel like I hurt them by speaking up of my truth. Just okay. Noticing. And I'm like, I've gotten to the point where I, I really want to see how much that quote unquote negative emotion is because it's teaching me what I'm trying to avoid when I abandon myself or get caught up in these things. It's like, Oh, this is a big one. You got a lot of like guilt stuff. If you disappoint somebody, you know, and just allowing that to just, Oh, like work. I, I didn't even like mindset coach or do, I didn't do anything like that. All I did was just let it when people say, feel your feelings. I feel like I've learned that at a whole nother level recently. It's just no, that that's literally like all you have to do. Like you don't have to fix it or like, you know, do all this stuff. It's just let it work its way out of you and be the observer of it. And it will just teach you everything you need to know without even like having to think much. It's just like, oh, it's just, oh. And, and then, then connecting to like, okay, where's my frequency? You know what I mean? But yes. yeah, I love that you're creating pause for people like that. It is everything. It is and everything. And then- God forbid. And then, right. So say it's shame or guilt, right. And that's hard. Like who wants to, 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. And we allow ourselves to feel that. Yeah. Okay. Then we exhale it out. Well, imagine when we actually lean into it and embrace it right. and welcome it and say, oh my gosh, I am so mortified. I feel so bad. I am such an idiot. And yeah. I lean in and I hug it. And then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I express gratitude for the opportunity to grow right. from it. Right. Instead of setting up my whole life, judging and trying to dissociate from it. Yeah. But I'm like, because if there's one thing I've learned, it's that life isn't just a one-way highway up to happiness. Yeah. Life is going to ebb and flow into different moments. And it's unfortunately in the tension of the hard negative thinking or experiencing that yeah. we grow if we yeah. if we yeah. actually sit through it. Sit through it. And the here's the thing too, like, yeah, I, the the thing that I went through a couple months ago, I was, I was like, I, I don't know, it was the biggest, most powerful. I was in so much silent. I was just letting it. And I noticed. I noticed, um, guilt. Okay. Uh, I had disappointed. I felt like I had just in my like little mindset coach, Tara knows, no, that this is you, you have to do what's right for you. And what's right for you is right for them. And all these little thoughts. Right. But I didn't do that. I just let myself feel it's like, no, that's in there. It's in there. You feel like that. And that's it. And then later in random moments, I would get these little intuitive, like, what's the difference between hurting someone and someone being disappointed? Like I would just get these little, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Disappointed. You know what I mean? It would just come as needed. I didn't have to force it, you know, but by the only way that I knew, like my soul knew, I guess that I needed any mending there was by letting myself fully be in that guilt or shame or fear, or, you know, just Oh, cause it's like, then my higher self was like, oh, this is a, this is an issue that she could use some help with, you know, but when you're pushing it away, it just doesn't come. Right. You know? And then can we even go to soul agreements? Yeah. Right? yeah. So then I'm having that experience and I, you know, I did something that now I feel guilty about and what's sticking up for your, like all the things. Right. 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 Then, because I'm allowing myself to be with that feeling not mm-hmm. trying to go distract from it, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, so is this an opportunity for me to learn who I am and have the courage to love myself enough yeah. to take that action or make that statement, even though I feel bad, yeah. right? right? Or am I, oh, this one I love, am yeah. I actually in agreement with them to say my truth so that they have their own reflection or opportunity because they might be doing the reflection. So again, that was some thinking that helped me better feel Mm -hmm. better about when Mm -hmm. I was digesting it. And I'm I get curious about it. I'm like, is this, is this one for me? Is this one for you? Is this mutual, you know, or some combination, but knowing that it's all divine, it's all perfect. And that I'm not going to just have, you know, a a fairy tale skip up a mountain till I die. There's moments that are hard. Yeah. What I, one of the takeaways, like I was taught in this process was, um, you're never wrong for how you feel in that moment. Just go with it. I don't like, Oh, is this uh, do I need to do some work here? Am I judging someone? And blah, blah, blah. Like, it was like, no, like it, wherever you're at right now, however you feel right now, just go with it. Keep, keep doing that and doing that and doing that and doing that and doing that. That was my biggest takeaway because I feel like, like what I was doing before I, I, this is, it kind of ruptured me, you know, a couple months ago, like I've been in a very different, very solid, solid, like a place of solitude kind of the last couple of months, like a lot of quiet and a lot of presence. And 
it's, um, it taught me that like what I would do before was I would get stuck by questioning myself or doubting myself or turning mindset, you know, like, Oh, well, maybe I have a wound here and I need to change how I'm seeing that. It was just like, stop doing that. Just whatever it is in the moment, just freaking go with it and you and be stay the observer the entire time. And it's a much faster, more efficient way of saying a line. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. and of healing. <laughs> and and now we're getting back into self-love and, and self-grace, right? Yeah. Where I, I have before I would be able to manipulate any situation so that I was right, which is <laughs> obviously hilarious, right? And, <laughs> And now when I have to look back at a way of I was being or how I handled something, I did the best I could at that given time, as does everybody else. Right. Situation. I had an easier time forgiving others than I did for forgiving myself. Mm-hmm. And now it's just sitting in that rawness and that, that naked yep. authenticity of I did the best I could with where yes. I was at. And I promise you, I have grown from there because of that experience. And I love right. myself Yes. Even though I did that, I forgive myself. I, I welcome myself yes. doing the best I could at that time. Yes. That's a very conscious. You know, it's like if, when people think of like an all loving God or, you know, universe, it's just like, they're not judging you. They, it, no one's judging you. It's just, this is part of growth. You know, it's, it would be like being like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing because a baby who's starting to walk keeps falling. It's like, embarrassing you know it's like it's not like it's that. such it's just, a good analogy you're just learning <laughs> and this is a playground this is the opportunity for yeah. us to who we are and that is love yeah. and if all we were was love then that would be really boring and why would we bother yeah. so this is the playground for yes, us to all so we can go back to who we are and that is yeah. oneness and love beautiful Beautiful. So aligned. I knew this was going to be an awesome conversation. Okay. So to clarify a few things, the book that she's been talking about, that's already out is her Phoenix rising. Um, probably the best thing to place to go for that is your website, right? KristenCollins.com slash or Amazon. So if you go to slash books, you know, her website is Kristen Collins and it's Kristen with CH and two eyes. Okay. Um, but she has that all and you have a podcast. Can you share about what your podcast is real quick? Yes. Uh, find the spark within, huh? Imagine that. Uh, so that's another offering that I have. And then I also get to host a live on Instagram on a oh. platform called raw real talks. And that is an okay. international, um, movement that I would love to invite you to be oh. my guest on. And oh, I really you. enjoy it. Cause I partner with some other folks and we take a spiritual look at health and healing. We take a Beautiful. literal, we take a sustainable. So raw, real talks on Instagram. Love it. Okay. Thank you. Raw, real talks is the Instagram handle. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for that. And then, um, yeah, you have coaching workshops, your keynote speaker, we've got your TEDx talk correct on your website. Yes. So you can check her out all on kristencollins.com. We'll link up everything that she talked about. We'll link up that Instagram thing. Kristen, thanks for doing your work. Hey, thanks, <laughs> thanks for being such a vibrant, beautiful light with the Likewise. world. Likewise. Likewise. Thank you.